Woi woi, woi woi, woi woi. Then he then go on the radio again. Yo, if you wanna smoke free weed, go board yourself. You need to go plant a seed. Go board yourself, make your knowledge increase. Go board yourself, go board yourself. Hey, all right. Welcome to Grow Bud Yourself, episode number 115. We got a great one in store for you guys. Uh, We're going to talk a little bit about some news. Uh, Then our guest is Garen Angel. He's the founder and CEO of Magical Brands. We've got a cultivation segment featuring our strain of the fortnight, uh, grow tip on gorilla growing, and answers to your listener grow questions. All brought to you by Seeds Here Now, Sweet Leaf Nutrients, and Excelsior Extracts. Episode number 115, after these messages. All right, welcome back. Uh, it has definitely been a fortnight. Uh, just want to mention our uh, esteemed uh, co-host and producer, Mike, uh, got married in the interim. So uh, congratulations, Mike. Thank you. Thank you. (laughs) It was a a beautiful, amazing wedding. And cheers to you and the bride on uh, a wonderful uh, wedding and uh, a a beautiful future together. Thank you. Yeah. Danny was was there in the uh, in what do they call it? The bridal party, I guess. Uh, You're a groomsman. The wedding party. The wedding party. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah, it was yeah. really, yeah. <laughs> the, the wedding party, right. Yeah, you were a groomsman, right. so that was a lot of fun. We got to see some old uh, HT faces. and Yeah. Uh, yeah, so yeah, good times. Yeah, so that was great. Um, congratulations. And, thank uh, you, thank you. Yeah, so that kind of explains a little bit about uh, maybe how long it's been since the last episode, but we've got a great one for you guys today. Uh, first, we want to talk a little bit about uh, some things, some, some of the stuff that's in the news. Yeah, we should do that. It has it's been it has been a minute, so there's a there's quite a few things to go over. Uh so let's take a look at what is going on in the world of cannabis and let's start out with uh <laughs> the breath test. So, you know, as more and more states adopt adult use cannabis laws, prohibitionists have increasingly turned to stone driving as a reason to oppose legalization. And since cannabis first became legal uh, more than a decade ago at this point, law enforcement, scientists, and entrepreneurs alike have attempted to develop a device like a breathalyzer capable of verifying impaired driving due to marijuana. Now, one of the problems that they faced uh, then and now revolves around the length of time cannabis remains detectable in the body past the point of intoxication. So most recently, a study conducted by the National Institute of Standards and Technology at the University of Colorado Boulder, they released findings that, quote, do not support the idea that detecting THC in breath as a single measurement could reliably indicate recent cannabis use. The study's co-author Kavita Jirij conceded that, A lot more research is needed to show that a cannabis breathalyzer can produce useful results. Jirij added that a breathalyzer test can have a huge impact on a person's life, so people should have confidence that the results are accurate. The results, which were ultimately studied in a lab as opposed to uh, by the roadside, were not accurate. In fact, they were essentially useless. 
As another study co-author Tara Lovestead explained, in many cases, we would not have been able to tell whether the person smoked in the last hour based on the concentration of THC in their breath. Nonetheless, the Department of Justice, which funded the research, recently awarded the pot breathalyzer team an additional $1.5 million to continue and expand on this study. So still, it seems that after a decade of research and millions of dollars pumped into this particular aspect of field sobriety testing, we're no closer now to a functioning cannabis breathalyzer than we've ever been. <laughs> you know, it's insane because they're never going to get there. It's, no. that's, not, that's not the way impairment is measured by THC level in your breath or in your blood or anything else. In fact, even the impairment test that they do on the side of the highway uh, really is going to show you if someone's drunk, but not really necessarily if they're high. Uh, I have a prep proposition, though, like mm. with all the video game technology that's out there, couldn't they just do a quick like driving simulator test on the side of the road? Just sit you down, uh, put an Oculus on your face and basically <laughs> like, you know, do a simulator. If, mm -hmm. you know, if you pass, which most, you know, I would say 95 percent of stone drivers would probably pass that. Yeah. Uh, especially if it's been more than an hour or two since they smoked. So it's as simple as that. And like the technology already exists. Uh, so I don't know. I, I just think, uh, you know, it just, it, it seems much more reasonable to test for impairment uh, than it does to test for THC levels or anything else like that. This isn't alcohol. It's, it doesn't, you know, it doesn't impair people in the same way. And uh, it, it's not measured in the same way the, that but, level. But they of, just seem so hung up on on a breathalyzer for cannabis. The percentage of stone drivers that are dangerous is very small percentage mm. of the people who smoke cannabis, uh, and especially the people who've smoked in the last you know thirty days, which is how it's perceptible in the blood. So I don't know. It just none, none of that makes sense. You, I, the, the people I I don't care if the people driving around me are stoned. I care if they're impaired. Uh, right. And whether that's by alcohol, sleep, or even pills, that's or the impairment. A bad day. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. Their ang their own personal anger. <laughs> you know, those are the impairments that I uh, don't. You know, that I'm afraid of. Not if someone's high. Right. Yeah. But uh, but law enforcement seems to really, really, really want a cannabis breathalyzer, and science seems to be telling them that it is not possible. And yet the Justice Department is saying, here, take more millions of dollars and make it work. So we'll see how this uh, this ends up. I'm assuming that some of these people are happy to take the money and keep playing with the science, even though they know the results are not going to be positive. But that is uh, where we're at with the cannabis breathalyzer. Uh, let's move a little south here in the states where uh, Florida has positioned itself to become the next state to legalize cannabis for adult use. An initiative to legalize marijuana has received nearly a million verified signatures from voters who support the measure. And that's far more than the roughly 891,000 signatures needed to place an initiative on the ballot. The campaign behind the signature drive, Smart and Safe Florida, is sponsored by TrueLeaf, uh, Florida's biggest provider of medical cannabis. Uh, TrueLeaf pumped nearly $40 million into this campaign, 
uh, that seeks to legalize the use and possession of up to three ounces of pot for those 21 and older. Should voters approve the measure on Election Day 2024, True Leave would benefit greatly as the bill would allow current medical cannabis providers in Florida to immediately begin selling recreational pot in the state. Floridians would be permitted to purchase up to three ounces of cannabis at a time, as well as up to five grams of concentrates. Uh, The adult use initiative would continue the state's vertically integrated business structure for cannabis companies. So, yeah, Florida uh, seems to be on track right now. Great. (laughs) That's good news for Florida, which has not had a lot of great news lately. So, (laughs) uh, (laughs) you know, uh, hopefully, you know, this will also have home grow and consumption lounges uh, and all of that included in that because those are important factors as well as releasing any prisoners in Florida uh, that are nonviolent cannabis offenders uh, post haste. So, uh, you know, uh, the the march to legalize across the country continues. Yes, it does. And sticking in uh, the South really quickly, Louisiana. This is interesting. Um, a new poll in Louisiana or of Louisiana voters found that 70 percent support legalizing recreational cannabis. And even more impressive, a whopping 90 percent of Louisiana voters are in favor of legalizing medical pot. The poll is indicative of the growing support for legalization across the country. And now think about this. Just a decade ago, in 2010, support for adult-use cannabis registered just 42% in the state. And now, 7 in 10 Louisiana voters are in favor of the reform. Despite that impressive support, reform has stalled in the state. While possession of up to 14 grams of cannabis was decriminalized in 2021, Legalization has not come particularly close to passing. The governor, John Bell Edwards, believes it's just a matter of time before adult use legalization becomes a reality in Louisiana. When that time will come, however, is unclear at the moment, but 70% of Louisiana voters want adult use cannabis. Amazing. And, uh, you know, they could certainly use it. I think uh, it's a great place to grow and a great place to smoke with all the amazing food and music uh, in New Orleans and um, all the rich, you know, river farmland kind of north of there. So I think, uh, you know, that's good news for Louisiana. And I can't wait to go back to New Orleans and smoke freely instead of having to uh, hide my smoking while everyone's drinking <laughs> openly everywhere you go. Right, right. <laughs> and there's drive-throughs where you can purchase uh, alcohol and get an extra shot of 151 on top as you're driving through. Yeah, if they legalize, <laughs> then people can finally get high at Jazz Fest for the first time. So that'll be cool. Um, But it is really nice to see the southern states uh, starting to get some support from voters. So, uh, okay, let's quickly do one last uh, cannabis news story here, and it involves the NBA. I'm sure people are engrossed in the NBA finals between the Denver Nuggets and the Miami Heat. Obviously, this uh, podcast is rooting for the Nuggets. Um, But given the uh, somewhat time-honored tradition of NBA players enjoying the benefits of cannabis – The new rules laid out by the latest collective bargaining agreement approved by the league and the Players Association are fitting. Uh, The NBA will be at the forefront of accepting the reality of adults having the right to consume cannabis 
when the new rules take effect July 1st. Under the New Deal, marijuana will be removed entirely from the prohibited substances list, meaning that players will no longer be tested or punished for cannabis use. This means that NBA players will now be free to use cannabis without league interference, so long as they're not actually getting high at games or team-related events, including press conferences. <laughs> however, <laughs> uh, however, the new rules do prohibit players from promoting cannabis brands. Uh, CBD brands are perfectly okay, and players are also going to be allowed to passively invest in THC-related endeavors. However, as far as being the face of a pot company, current players will have to hold off until retirement. Still considering, uh, the league will ultimately allow its players to quietly invest in pot companies and get high pretty much anywhere other than during games and at press conferences. The, the new agreement clearly makes the NBA the most progressive of the four major American sports when it comes to cannabis. And is this a done deal? This is a done deal. It goes into oh, effect July excellent. 1st. Amazing. That's yeah. so great. I mean, I I, uh, I just last night I watched uh, the 30 for 30 first two episodes about Bill Walton mm. uh, and what he had to go through uh, as far as his cannabis use uh, in the before the NBA, even in, at UCLA with John Wooden, uh, who was very anti-cannabis uh, and then in the NBA as well, people accused him of being like you know, a, a loafer and a hippie and a pothead and all these things. Uh, meanwhile, he's in the Hall of Fame. Uh, you know, I also had the pleasure of getting to know Cliff Robinson, uh, who played also for the for the Portland Trailblazers as well as a few other teams. But he was persecuted for his cannabis use. He was fined. Uh, he was blacklisted from even uh, doing coaching later in his career. Uh, and really, you know, he and, and, and he, you know, it was embarrassing for him, too, you know, because he was a great player and he knew, like all of us know, that many players in the NBA smoked pot at the time too. And it was based on basically who got caught uh, and who had the Wizenator and who didn't and <laughs> when the, they did the testing and things. So I think it's very uh, reassuring to know that the NBA is is on board with this and that they realize as legalization marches across the nation that you know they're going to have to you know, pull their heads out of the sand and realize that uh, can cannabis is essential for these players to recover from injury, to relax after games, uh, to basically for, for any reasons, you know, as opposed to the, the pills that they can get. So uh, it's a great thing. And congratulations to the NBA uh, for being progressive on the cannabis issue. Yeah. And, you know, it's just a matter of time before players are going to be allowed to be the public face of a cannabis company during their playing career. But this is a great step uh, in that direction. It's very progressive. And, and you're right, we should uh, we should uh, tip our hats to the NBA. So uh, and also the Players Association, which helped make this happen. Uh, so that's a, a look at what's going on in the world of cannabis. But we uh, before we move on to our interview, uh, we, we wanted to run something by you, our faithful audience. Yeah, absolutely. I just want to mention uh, that we do have merch for the podcast. Uh, right now, it's very limited. We have uh, iPhone cases, we have uh, coffee mugs, and uh, I believe we have a water bottle available with the Grow Bud Yourself logo on it. Uh, if you guys are interested in any more merch, if, if because right now, none of our merch is really selling. We're selling very little merch. 
Um, if you're interested in uh, t-shirts, uh, any kind of other merch, uh, let us know. Uh, hopefully we'll get some jars uh, pretty soon from our friends. Uh, and basically, uh, you know, just let us know if there's any particular merch you guys want, because I want to either expand our merch or discontinue it uh, because we're paying to do it and we're not really selling any. So uh, if you guys are interested, uh, let us know either through that, uh, our email or our social media, if there's any particular merch that you guys would be interested in, and then we will update and hopefully get that for you. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Please. That would be very helpful. Um, but we have a, a great interview that we're really excited to to share with you guys coming up. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, we're going to be talking with Garen Angel. He's the founder and CEO of Magical Brands. Uh, they created the Magical Butter Machine, uh, extractor machine. Uh, they also now have a brand new product called the Magical Grow Cabinet. Uh, and we talk a little bit also with CEO David Flores uh, about that cabinet as well. Uh, and yeah, he's just a great guy. I've known him for years uh, since he founded the first uh, you know, Magical Butter Machine and all that. And uh, very inspirational, uh, just a really great person. I mean, I think he should be a, a, a public speaker uh, <laughs> just to get people psyched for their day. I mean, he gets me psyched to to attack every day uh, with vigor and positivity and all that. So uh, let's take a break and we will come back with uh, Garen Angel. If you're a grower or you're thinking about starting your first crop, then you need to know about Sweet Leaf Plant Nutrients. Sweet Leaf has an incredible line of organic fertilizers and of course, their legacy line that includes organic and some synthetic fertilizers. Check them out at sweetleaf.com. That's S-U-I-T-E-L-E-A-F.com. The code DANKO15 gets you 15% off everything at Sweetleaf. That's 15% off their signature line of nutrients as well as essentials like complete indoor hydroponic grow tent kits and grow lights, plus awesome apparel, backpacks, and much more. If you join our Patreon, you'll get access to additional codes worth 20 and even 25% off. Patreon supporters also receive free Sweetleaf nutrients just for signing up. Sweetleaf provides all the tools necessary for the modern gardener. Check them out at sweetleaf.com and remember the code DANKO15. All right, welcome back. And we have a very special guest for you guys this week. Uh, he is an old friend. He is an amazing entrepreneur, uh, investor, uh, cannabis pioneer, uh, speaker, philanthropist. It is Garen Angel. He is the CEO and founder at Magical Brands. Garen, welcome to the show. Danny, it is absolutely incredible to be back in your energy. You know, this has been a, a 10, 11 year journey with you. I've loved every interaction we've ever had. And I can't wait to give your audience one hell of a show. So <laughs> let's kick it off and talk about great stuff in the cannabis world. Yeah, absolutely. I, I um, you know, I first discovered you through the Magical Butter Machine, uh, an, an invention that really changed uh, the whole edible landscape in cannabis. Uh, and, we, you know, we used to get a lot of things similar, you know, a lot of things sent to us when we were at High Times and, you know, people would want us to review their products. And immediately we knew that this was something uh, that was a game changer, you know, definitely. Uh, and 
uh, and that was, you know, a decade ago, I think, or something like that. Uh, and you've continued to innovate uh, and continued to be kind of at the cusp of uh, where things are going. And I think a lot of it has to do with your love for the plant and your dedication to cannabinoids and to the endocannabinoid system and to plant medicine in general. Uh, so why don't you tell me a little bit about just how you got involved in that? Yeah, I got goosebumps from that little intro. So I really appreciate it. I discovered cannabis. I had a friend with Crohn's disease who was smoking cannabis to control his outbreaks and he, his asthma was preventing him from inhalation. He needed to go to edibles, rewind the clock to, uh, you know, 20, 2012, 2011, and there were no edibles available. People needed edibles because not everybody can't smoke. That's not that's not a pathway for a lot of people, whether they have COPD or Crohn's disease, asthma. You know, edibles are frequently the answer. So, I saw a void in the space. I, I created a product, and it didn't stop with the magical butter machine. I I just I listen to people. I love people, and. When people are struggling, I want to step in and come up with innovation. So today, as we go through the show, we're going to talk about some of those innovations we've done and how it's really shaped the face of the global cannabis industry. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. And uh, as far as infusing butter, infusing coconut oil, uh, people creating their own gummies, most of the edible brands I know in the world were launched using a magical butter. In fact, I have personally given people uh, magical butter machines that you've given to me and they've launched brands from that first machine, you know, when at first really they just wanted to create a product for themselves. Uh, and, and as you mentioned, smoking isn't for everyone and the endocannabinoid system is affected differently, whether there's, uh, you know, inhalation, which goes through, uh, you know, the brain blood barrier in a different way than when you eat cannabis, that's why it, it takes 45 minutes in some cases to to hit you. And that's why it lasts so much longer as it's going through your liver and and um, it, it's hitting you differently. And for, for many medicinal uses, that's amazing. And for many recreational uses, of course. But uh, yeah, let's let's talk about that magical butter machine. How many different things can you make out of this one machine? Yeah, the only limitation is your imagination. So you can infuse absolutely everything you consume from drinks to to salad dressing, soups, sauces, pizzas, gummies, brownies, cakes. But I like to focus a lot more on the healthy alternatives than the traditional, you know, run-of-the-mill sweets. I think when you start infusing salad dressings, you like salad a lot more. And if people ate more salads, they'd probably be healthier. I know a lot of people use cannabis as part of their overall wellness platform. And when you're able to consume cannabis and still get that elevation and, and you activate your endocannabinoids system and, and cause the endogenous compound response in your body that, that makes you feel so, so great and lively, um, it's just it's a different it's a different high and it's a a, diff, a different experience. You know, I I prefer edibles. I always have. Uh, I I think that when you get in the rhythm of consuming edibles, it helps your digestive tract, and, and you you see it with patients. And 
I, I know that smoking is also a pastime for a lot of people. Uh, you know, I enjoy a, a, a good blunt or even a joint every once in a while, but edibles are are where it's at for me. It's I, I love them. I think they're great. I think they're great for humanity. And I think if if most people who were angry just started eating edibles, they'd be happier. I know like <laughs> Mike Tyson, Mike Tyson's a friend, and I, I, I've heard his story so many times about how he lost that mean side of his life just through edibles and mushrooms. And I, I think that stands true for anybody who's struggling from a mental health issue or, a, you know, a, they just walk around, they're angry. A lot of people walk around, they're angry. Right. Absolutely. And so the, uh, you know, I'm a big fan of like the tincture and the coconut oil as well. And like you said, salad dressing is like a perfect way, uh, to sort of be healthy and feed your endocannabinoid system as well. Um, and you have a decarb bundle as well so that people can like prepare, if they're using cannabis, they can decarb the cannabis as well. Then you have the gummy blend, uh, but now you have a new thing, which I think will resonate, <laughs> no pun intended, a lot with our listenership, uh, which is the magical grow. Uh, it's actually, uh, and, it, and another, you know, disruptive innovation in the grow box world uh, where you've created a, a machine, a cabinet that works with AI uh, to grow plants. And uh, tell me, yeah, tell me a little bit about this. This just came out. Yeah. So this has been a, a very long journey to, to get this product to consumers, patients and commercialization. And what we've done is we've combined AI, software, devices, and genetics. And when you have that ecosystem, what we're able to do is look at a genetic, put a recipe behind it, and then our device collects 300,000 data points per day. So we're, we're watching what the plant's expressing. We can look at that plant through the camera and see the pixel clusters and adjust the recipe in real time. So that finished genetic has a much tighter standard deviation for anybody who's ever been to a dispensary or grown their own cannabis you know if you grow 10 plants that you have 10 different plants you don't have one plant you know one may have 30 percent thc one may have 10 percent thc so we we want to solve that problem because when you look at people who use this either therapeutically or medically they find the strain that they really like like uh, i don't care what it is let's let's pick blue dream right Somebody takes Blue Dream and, and they're like, I love Blue Dream. It's great. Danny, let's be realistic. When you go and get Blue Dream from different places or different batches, the variation is so much that somebody who loves Blue Dream the first time they consumed it may have a bad experience or not enjoy that strain at all in their, their second experience. And we want to eliminate that for that end consumer. And the only way you can do that is to actually apply scientific principles. And what I mean by that is when you talk to any scientist, when you do something in a Petri dish or on a laptop, it's very easy to do. People have been killing cancer in, in Petri dishes and, and at lab scale forever, but it doesn't scale to, out to the public. Well, when you look at a cannabis grow today, it's all about how cheap can they grow a gram? Is that what you really want to consume from the from the grower who just figured out how to grow it the cheapest or do you want that plant because 
it's not cheap to buy cannabis. It's not the most expensive drug or stimulant in the world, but you want the best. And so our approach was really, how do we deliver quality at a lab top, bench top, precision environment? And it's by creating what we did. It takes AI devices, software, recipes to put it all together. And then we have to optically be able to look at it, see what it's expressing and make adjustments based on how that plant's growing up. Right. Absolutely. And uh, so um, the device itself, it's basically about the size of a refrigerator. Um, it's very stylish. I mean, it looks like, you know, uh, a refrigerator or like a real, like a very modern uh, appliance that you'd have in in a in a in a home. Um, we also have David Flores on with us, who uh, instrumental in the development of this as well. Uh, and and the thing about this, I would say to our listeners, because our listeners are home growers. Some of them some of them want you know want to build their own thing or whatever. The 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 beauty of this is everything is automated basically. And uh, in particular, I think that when home growers where home growers go wrong the most is environmental control, uh, you know, temperature and humidity uh, and circulation and CO2 level in the air at leaf surface, uh, which is so important. And at times when you're not in the grow tent or the box or the room. Um, so, David, can you tell us a little bit about how you developed uh, this machine and uh, and, you know, what the benefits are? Yeah, absolutely. So I'm David Flores. I'm the chief operating officer of Magical Brands. I'm also the head grower of the company as well. Been working in this device now for a little over two years of this uh, full 10-year journey. And one of the biggest parts of it, just like you said, is the HVAC system. How do we control humidity? How do we control temperature? How do we make sure we're not baking those beautiful colas at the end of our grow? Uh, those things, you know, they inhibit a lot of home growers as they're trying to go through their journey. For us, we took kind of a holistic approach to it. We wanted to start at the top to the bottom. So at the top of all of our devices, we have two carbon filtered exhaust fans. Uh, from there, we also have just below it a strong circulation fan. So you always have air moving around the canopy at all times. Then on the right side of our device, going up almost half the length of the device, we have an auto chiller system. So you're always keeping your temperature at the exact point that you want it at. So say you have your temperature set to 72 degrees, we're always going to be at 72 degrees. That's always what we'll be at. If you want your humidity at 65, we're going to be at 65% at all times. We're never going to go above 65% because we understand that we don't want to develop bud rot. We don't want powdery mildew. We understand that those are things that plagued growers through and through in the, in the tent industry. And we wanted to solve for that before they even started. And then on the opposite side of it, on the left side of our device, we actually also have a heating system. Our heating system, it's very small. It's not going to burn your plant or anything like that, but it helps to maintain that overnight temperature too because nighttime variance is a huge part of growing for plants. We want to make sure that the VPD, the vapor pressure deficit, the thing that's helping to pool all those great nutrients from the roots to the top of your plant to help it develop is constantly at an optimum level. And we're doing that through our humidification system, through our HVAC system, the dehumidification system too, because I'm here in Colorado, but Garen is out in Florida very different environments. And we wanna make sure that we can act in both of those environments and we can grow the best plant possible in both environments. And we've done that by creating this system that's closed loop, uh, just like Aaron was saying before, you're gonna probably gonna see it in one of our videos soon, uh, is we have a negative pressure system. So if you're growing anything in that cabinet, 
it's going to stay inside that cabinet. You don't have to worry about outside contaminants constantly coming in unless you are the one introducing them. So we're taking away all of those problems that are constantly out there. You know, if you're using your carbon filtered exhaust fan in your tent, you're pulling things in from the outside, just right outside your tent. You know, whatever's around you, it's going to be pulled into your tent. For us, we don't want to do that. We want to make sure that we're keeping all the good stuff in and all the bad stuff out. Awesome. Yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, that's how most people go wrong too with when it comes to, uh, you know, pests and, and diseases and things as they're bringing them in. Um, let's talk a little bit about the nutrient delivery and pH adjustment, um, because this is also like basically foolproof. Like um, you guys have sensors that are automatic and in real time. Yeah, absolutely. So our our reservoir is a seven and a half gallon reservoir, and we have two different pumps in there. Uh, the first pump is a regular irrigation pump. We have our default settings to allow for a 10 minutes on, 50 minutes off. So you're getting a flood and drain cycle. You can completely customize that. So if you wanted to, you could run a constant flood and have a DWC system, that nice deep uh, deep water culture system, get those beautiful angel hair pasta roots that we all, uh, that we all love. Uh, but then our second pump in there goes to our nutrient delivery system, just like you were talking about. And that's our mixing pump. It runs 24 hours a day and it's constantly pushing the nutrient reservoir, uh, that water source past two lab grade sensors, a pH and an EC sensor. And it's taking somewhere around 300,000 data points a day, every almost about 0.4 seconds, every 0.4 seconds. It's taking a reading and it's taking that reading and it's saying, okay, is this against my target right now? Because we allow you to set a target nutrient as well as a target pH for each stage of development. And it takes a reading and it says, is it at target? No, is it below? Okay, I'm gonna dose up a little bit. Is it a little bit higher? Okay, we're gonna dose down a little bit too. So that way we can help to balance that at all times. We're constantly meeting the exact needs of the plant through our patented machine learning algorithms. We, we went through and we created this from the bottom up to make sure that we're always dosing exactly what the plant needs when it needs it. That's awesome. Um, some other benefits I see, um, touchscreen technology to dial in whatever, you know, grow recipes you want to do. I would imagine you can customize and do like Lucas formula or whatever, like, you know, uh, you want to do as far as that goes. Um, and there's one way mirrored glass. Um, so, which is interesting too, because you can still kind of look in, uh, but the plant, there's no light leaks affecting the plants. Um, which I found really amazing. And it actually makes makes it a more uh, interactive device uh, as that. And also an onboard camera, which I think is pretty amazing too, because you can like look in on your plants without even having to open the door and potentially contaminate the environment. So uh, the idea for me is since the moment I met you and, and discovered, you know, this whole magical brands idea and everything, uh, it's helping people. You know what I mean? I think, you know, as an entrepreneur, you want, of course, you want your machines to sell and you want, you know, you want them to change uh, people's lives, but like you're really out there helping people and you're spreading the gospel of uh, plant and, uh, you know, psychedelic medicine. Um, I know that you also have gotten to meet a few people like uh, Dr. Mashulam. Uh, can you talk to me a little bit about that experience of, of you know, talking to, to the, the man who discovered THC and, and uh, has done so much amazing research? Yeah, Raf, he was just an absolutely amazing man. And 
rest in peace, my brother. Love you. You just recently left us. But early in my journey, I wanted to get to the top and understand cannabis, what it could actually do. So I started going over to Israel and I actually became a, an intellectual property partner of Hebrew University. I've licensed quite a bit of different drug delivery around cannabinoids for people who, who need this in their bloodstream for you know, serious medical conditions and ailments. Rafi really took me under his wing and he gave me so much time. He'd always have a meeting with me, take my call, return my email, um, show up. And, you know, we, we, I don't know if you've seen his documentary or the documentary about him called The Scientist, but we screened that at the Virginia Film Festival on his uh, 85th birthday for him. And it was just a tremendous experience. Uh, I, the people that have laid the, the the groundwork here are so underappreciated and they're really unknown by by most. And, and it's it's not like most industries where you have a breakthrough technology or a breakthrough discovery and the monetization around it is so much that you either become rich or a celebrity. With with this industry, because it's still been so much uh propaganda in front of it, they've never really received their due. So just hats off to everyone who laid the, the groundwork before us. And that goes from the prisoners that are still locked up for, you know, nonviolent drug offenses, all the way to the top at Hebrew University that that really helped discover the endocannabinoid system and started isolating these molecules to understand what they did for medical utility. So, you know, I have a lot of respect and admiration for everyone. And I've always said this is, you know, my life is incredibly weird and strange because in the same day, I might hang out with, you know, a, a street level drug dealer and talk to a Nobel scientist. And there, there's not a lot of professions that <laughs> uh, that cover that vast of a, of a spectrum. But, you know, I, I think it, when you're talking about plant derived compounds, you understand full plant spectrum. And when you're talking about the people who paved the way, you have to think about the full spectrum of, uh, you know, demographics and socioeconomic statuses that that got us to this point. So hats off to everyone, all the pioneers, the trailblazers. Thank you for all the work you've done. It's made what Danny and I do much easier. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And and you know, uh, when I got started in this. Uh, again, we didn't really understand anything about the endocannabinoid system. We only just knew that cannabis made us feel good and hot brownies made us feel even better. And the, the where we've gotten to from then, um, but we had to suffer through this prohibition era in order for, you know, for us to fight and understand that this plant is here to help us. And you're also involved in some, some of things on the psychedelic level uh, with that can we talk a little bit about um the role that psychedelics have played for you yeah so look i think that mental health is probably the the most concerning uh part of society today because when you look there's never been a better time to be alive than right now you've never had more opportunity you've never had more available to you life's never been more comfortable but yet the mental psyche of people has never been worse. And I, I, I think a lot of that is, you know, when you have this much data in your brain at all times, 
it's often difficult for people to put the weight down and not carry it with them the next day. So when you look at psychedelics and you look at the human brain, uh, you know, you start to see in depression where the, the, your, your wiring is broken. And the beautiful thing about psychedelics is, especially when combined with psychotherapy is you can have neuroplasticity where you reconnect the brain. And I, I think that's under indexed in today's mental health care. Uh, the beauty is, is that the, the snowball behind this one is much larger than it was for cannabis. You know, you look, it took 30 years really to get, you know, from California to, to Florida, if you will, in, in the legal framework. And psychedelics is moving at light speed, in my opinion, compared to what cannabis has done. What we've done at our side is try to focus on how do we unlock these beautiful plants and fungi for everyone. So the magical grow from its inception was designed to grow mushrooms, both functional and psychedelic mushrooms for people who are seeking those therapies at home uh, and, and give them a way to have enough where you can share with other patients who are in need, or really if it's just a journey that you want to do on your own. I know a lot of people have had some of their best experiences ever on psychedelics. And I'm not 100% convinced that we use these molecules properly. I know I had this conversation the other day with uh, Dr. Sue Sicily, who's a pioneer in the space, who I love. She's one of my sisters who I just, I adore because of her dedication to helping veterans. And, you know, my thought process on it is you can have mushrooms, LSD, MDMA, whatever, whatever it is, um, and go out and look at lights and sit under the stars and have deep, meaningful conversations with your closest friends and, and really get a lot of work done mentally. In the medical field right now, it's you sit on a couch and you cry your eyes out for three hours. Uh, you know, I, I just don't, you know, like, I think if you're depressed, go have the greatest day of your life. And, right. And right. you probably wake up happier the next day. Right. Um, I've had, I've had, you know, I've had learning experiences from bad psychedelic experiences as well. Uh, you learn that, you know, where, you know, maybe you're going down the wrong path uh, and that psychedelic experience might not be pleasant, but it might be enriching and a, a teaching moment for you. Um, and also, as you mentioned, those neural pathways, I mean, they're called pathways and they become blocked and then they become opened. I mean, that's, the the lay in layman's terms, that's kind of what happens with the brain um, when you fall into things like depression. Um, uh, but I want to also mention this: um, well, you you've really closed the loop at this point on uh, on this thing because a lot of people ask me, "How do I get into the cannabis industry? How do I?" And I'm like, "You really don't want to be in the cannabis industry, you know. The the best thing you could do is 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 grow your own, uh, consume it how you enjoy it, and and um, what you've done is created a machine where people start to finish, grow their own. Uh, they can actually dry it inside the machine because it's climate controlled and made for that as well. Uh, then, you know, cure it up in their glass jars, however they choose, or immediately go right into uh, infusion and create oils, butters, tinctures, uh, topicals, 
uh, anything they want. I mean, infused cocktails or mocktails, the, the sky is the limit. And you've really, you, you, you've put the power, you gave the power to the people basically, because you really don't need the industry at that point. You have everything you need at home. You're in control of everything. And when you're growing, the machine's in control of everything too. I mean, you control it, but you can walk away and let the machine do the work. It's pretty amazing. Yeah, the, the quest was very simple for us. It was how do we complete the customer journey? And so in three of our devices, we can take you from a seed clone or a tissue culture all the way to a finished gummy or chocolate. Let me unpack that just a little bit. <laughs> yeah, you said so, that too quick. <laughs> so what I mean by that is you start in the magical grow, you press a button, and it's slightly more complicated than that. You have to change the water, you have to make sure you have nutrients, and you have to prune. But it's the least amount of work you can do to keep something alive. That's what that's that's what our engineering mandate was. <laughs> what is the least amount of work that someone can do to keep a plant alive? And I even wanted to eliminate pruning. I'm like, what if we put a laser in there and we could laser off the limbs <laughs> so somebody doesn't even have to do that? But you know, there, there's a, a lot of other safety issues that come in when you have lasers. <laughs> so, um, you know, it's that kind of, you know, it's like uh, ill-tempered sea bass, right, from from uh, Dr. Evil. But, um, you know, so the idea really was, how do you make that journey so complete and so easy? Push a button on the grow box. It's The magical grow is going to take care of everything from you. Like I said, you start with a seed, a clone, or a tissue culture. It also does mushrooms. You can grow tomatoes, cucumbers, peppers, whatever you want. And it'll handle and, and create that ideal environment for you. Once it's done, you harvest it. And then you cure it in that same magical grow. After that, you take it out and you use either the magical butter machine or the MB Pro to extract those molecules and distill it down to a concentrate. And from that, it goes to the magical gummy maker where you put our gummy mix in, you put water in, you push a button, and now you have gummies. A lot of people don't realize that the process of making gummies is pretty tricky. And it, it's, a, it's a spot, it's a fail point. So how do you eliminate all the fail points in that customer journey? And that's, that's what we do in three devices. So you grow, you extract, you indulge. And that's, that's how you eat to treat and Really, our goal is to help the world. You know, our, our brand name's Magical. We own Magical.com. We own MagicalButter.com. Um, you know, my last name's Angel, and I don't take it lightly. Like, I'm a true believer in that there are no coincidences. Uh, you are a master of your own domain. And if you want to make something happen, if you put 1% or 2% effort into getting towards your final goal every day, you get there. And our whole company works with that culture and passion that do big things. You know, don't worry about how fast you get to the finish line. Just get to the finish line and solve problems. And, uh, you know, it's a real blessing to just have the team we have, have the community support we, we have, and also to have the legal landscape that we are in, right? Like when I started this, I was just on the cusp of not getting in trouble. I remember when I opened the company, I sent a letter to... The sheriff saying, hey, look, I've supported you. You know me. You know my family. I know you. Right. Do me a favor. If I'm ever out of bounds, don't kick my door down. Call me. Right. Like, <laughs> right. Aaron, you're out of bounds. Right. And I, I think establishing that respect 
was only possible because of starting at the, you know, timing is everything. And I started at a time where it was acceptable enough where we, we could pave roads and be trailblazers without, without hurting anyone or being on the wrong side of the law. Wow. <laughs> Amazing. Well, you are living a magical life. Um, I want to thank David Flores as well um, for being on the show and explaining uh, the magical grow machine. Um, one thing I will say, I mean, people are going to look at the price. Uh, it's a reduced price. It's 3,500. You have a promo code to your group? We do have a promo code. Let's do uh, it. For $250 off, um, you can use the code GBY250 to get 250 off of the already reduced price of 3,500. And I get that there's some people out there that would think, well, that's a lot of money, but think of all the automation and everything that you're getting. What about environmental control? What about the automated uh, feeding? What about, uh, you know, the light leaks, the, the, and, and, and just the aesthetics too. I mean, it's a beautiful, beautiful machine. It's something you can keep, uh, you know, in a, in a beautiful house and use over and over and over again. Uh, and like you mentioned too, I mean, you could have peppers, tomatoes, anything you want in there, but, uh, it's pretty amazing. And I love how you basically close that loop, uh, and you've given the patient or the consumer the ability to basically create their own medicine, infuse it however they choose in imbibe in whichever way they want. It's all the freedom uh, that you live your life with and that you're showing people, you know, this revolutionary way to let plants and fungus and, you know, this healing flowers and healing fungus to, uh, to change our lives for the better. And you can see it, like I said, in, in your life, in, in how you live. Yeah. I just, I want to hit on one thing real quick. Because it's something that I've always paid attention to. I'm a big believer of delivering more value to a customer than you charge. So with the magical butter machine, the mandate was the customer has to be able to break even on their purchase in their first batch. Okay. And you can go make yourself a batch of gummies, sell them, and get your money back for the for the crop that you used and the entire device. When you look at how we've priced you know, the magical grow. Um, out of the box, it, the, the regular price is $5,000. We just released this product. So we, we put it out there as an introductory price of 3,500 and you'll get 10 to 16 ounces out of it each grow. So it's a one grow payback. Again, it's, that's, we designed product from the start. So it's easy for the consumer to see the value and understand what we're doing for them. And that's why we have so much support. That's why you know, on social media, we're on Facebook, Magical Butter, Magical, Instagram, same thing, Twitter, all, all, all the handles are Magical Butter or Magical. Websites globally, it's Magical.com, Magical.ca, Magical.eu. Uh, same with MagicalButter.au, you know, Australia, Canada.ca for Canada. We bought all the top level domains for magical and magical butter. We've made it very easy for people to find us. But more important than finding us, we want to we want to be part of your family and we want you to be part of ours. And that's what happens with the journey with us. Sign up for our Facebook group, Magical Butter Users United. It's a closed group. 
There's 65,000 members in there where people can interact and ask questions. It's people helping people. And that's what we do really well. Danny, I love you. It's great <laughs> your face. I will see you in two weeks in New York City and let's enjoy a, a great meal together. Absolutely. Well, you, I want you to know that you have changed the world for the better in so many incredible ways and helped many, many, many thousands and, and possibly millions of people, definitely millions of people improve their lives, improve their everyday, uh, extend their lives and make their lives better. We have earned a certain degree of freedom uh, for this plant and for plant medicines in general. Uh, and that's overall a very good thing. And you've played a major role in it. And I just want to thank you and uh, can't wait to see you and celebrate um, and keep the fight going as well. And likewise, my friend, as we say at Magical, together we win and cheers to goodness. Awesome. Awesome. On that note, uh, we will be back with more Grow Bud Yourself. Hey friends, I just want to let you know that friends don't let friends bring clones home. You don't know what the phenotypes are. You don't know whether there's pests or disease on those clones. The only way to really truly guarantee you're growing the phenotype of choice is through seeds. And the best way to get the seeds you want is through Seeds Here Now. Established way back in 2010, Seeds Here Now has been satisfying customers with the best genetics from the best breeders in the world. Pretty much anyone you want, they've got. With an average rating of 4.8 stars, Seeds Here Now is one of the most trusted and respected seed banks in the world. And Seeds Here Now is the only seed bank with a satisfaction guarantee. Plus, Seeds Here Now offers regular deals on seeds. Just click the On Sale tab on their website to see that month's deals on a variety of incredible genetics. And if you sign up for their email list, you'll be entered to win free seeds every time a Seeds Here Now email goes out. And... Grow Bud Yourself listeners can use the promo code GBY10 for 10% off anything on the site. So check out seedsherenow.com and get started on your own dream garden. All right, welcome back. And uh, thank you to Garen Angel for that uh, amazing uh, interview. Such a positive and inspirational person uh just want to send another shout out to uh garen and the whole team uh at magical uh it's just uh the the vibe is just so strong with them and uh the products are amazing so pretty cool stuff thank you <laughs> and <laughs> and yes this is a fortnight and yes this is a fortnight strain of the fortnight what you got for us uh, what do you got for us this week strain of the fortnight <laughs> strain of the fortnight oh there it is it's definitely been a fortnight <laughs> so our favorite yes. song there uh courtesy of course of gunja gonzalez so Yes. Uh, what do you have for us this fortnight? Yes, this is a heavy hitter, uh, one that I really love. It's called Orange Apricot Crossed with Mac. Orange Apricot times Mac. Uh, it's from Capulator, uh, famous for the Mac, of course, uh, which is the Miracle Alien Cookies, uh, an incredibly unique and frosty strain that just like uh, 
took over the world there for a while. Uh, well, this is a cross. It's actually a collab cross because uh, the orange apricot actually comes from uh, obsolete, uh, from obsolete, from the old uh, overgrow days for sure. And that's uh, that's apricot helix crossed with orange juice bud. Uh, and the Miracle Alien Cookies is Alien Cookies F2 times uh, M15, if you want to know all the lineages there. Um, an amazing strain. Uh, like I said, Capulator and Obsolete, both uh, super well-respected. Uh, also, it's available from Seeds Here Now, our advertiser, which is amazing because uh, typically this is out of stock uh, and it costs usually around uh, 250 bucks uh, for a pack. It's right now on seeds here now for $145 a pack, uh, which is huge. And these are regular seeds. These aren't um, uh, feminized or anything like that. These are really nice, amazing genetics. And I should also say, if you're interested in trying uh, the apricot, orange apricot times Mac, uh, you, if you're in Massachusetts, you can actually get that from Theory Wellness. They sell it. Uh, it's uh, definitely sativa dominant. It's got that uh mac you know the richness of the mac the um, berries biscuits the uh there's just a potency level and the just uh it really just makes you tingle in that way you know almost maybe a little sweat on the brow uh in the same way of of something like a headband and then the uh that orange apricot gives it sort of the tangy citrus uh diesel uh sort of notes so it's it's sweet smelling but if you crack the bud a little bit, you will also smell a lot of that uh, amazing fuel too. Um, definitely uplifting, definitely, you know, uh, happy weed, um, very good daytime weed, mood boosting for sure. Uh, so definitely uh, really an amazing strain. I think uh, if, if it's important to you, it's definitely over 20% THC testing, usually around 23.5%. Uh, or so with zero CBD. Uh, so it's, you know, it's just very uplifting, uh, very heady for sure. Uh, so like I said, great daytime weed and available from our advertiser uh, where you can get that uh, free shipping as well with our code, uh, orange apricot times Mac from Capulator uh, and obsolete. Uh, get the seeds from seeds here now. If you happen to be in Mass, uh, Massachusetts, and you want to try uh, this amazing strain, you can pick it up from Theory Wellness in Massachusetts uh, while they have it in stock. Because, mm -hmm. like I said, it's one of those things that's that's not always in stock. So uh, get yourself, get your hands on some of this Capulator, uh, amazing miracle alien alien cookies cross. Excellent. Yeah, get your hands on some of that. That is our strain of the fortnight for episode 115 of Grow Bud Yourself. And uh, our listeners are well aware that each week you like to provide a grow tip that will help them become better cultivators. So what would you like to discuss this week? Yeah, so this week I want to uh, basically talk about uh, gorilla growing of cannabis. This is something uh, that's still going on, obviously. And, uh, you know, it has its its benefits and its drawbacks. And, uh I should say that, uh, you know, put a disclaimer on this, that, you know, gorilla growing is, is a dangerous activity. And it's also uh, really important where these plants are going to be. Uh, and so, uh, 
it's not, like I said, it's not something I really recommend. It's something I have done way back in the past um, because that's kind of the way things were back then. Uh, but it's, the statute uh, of limitations has passed here, right? <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, all of right, course, of right. course. And I, it's not something I would really do now because of the risk and because of uh, also just the fact that, you know, you're you're at the mercy of, you know, where you've put these plants and all that. So the first thing about gorilla growing uh, is finding a good spot to grow. Obviously, it's all about location. Uh, you don't want to be near any streets, buildings, paths, anything like that. Um, you got to consider the fact that the plants are going to give off odor when they're flowering. Um, so it's got to be the type of spot that uh, is really hard to find and very difficult to get to. Um, most you know, parks or public spaces are well-kept and someone comes to mow everything down and uh, people come to pick up garbage and things like that. So you're going to get found out. Uh, you really do have to find a really secret growing location. A good old tip that I learned was uh, you put up a dollar bill or a couple dollar bills on a tree. I think I've mentioned this before, but uh, you do that and you come back, the dollar bill's still there. Uh, no one's been there probably. Uh, dollar bill's gone. Consider a different location. Uh, it's great to have a location that's close to water if you can do it because watering is really the biggest issue with gorilla growing. If it doesn't rain for a week or so, you you pretty much have to get out there uh, with some water. If uh, if one one great tip and something that I used to do is use the polymers, uh, the expansive uh, polymers that you can use uh, that basically soak up water. They actually aerate the soil as well because they shrink uh, as they release the water and they leave air pockets behind for the roots. Um, so I never had an issue or a problem with them. And they really did help me exp expend, ex expand that amount of time uh, that I would have to go and water. Um, but so if you're near a lake or a river, it's just so much easier. Water is so heavy. I think it's eight pounds per gallon of water. And so um, not easy to bring in water, uh, depending on the amount of plants and the size of the plants. Um, so, you know, uh, now's pretty much the latest you could put plants in for a gorilla grow uh, because you are at the mercy of the sunshine. So uh, you're now sort of in the vegetative stage. So you can still put some plants out and 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 reap a decent harvest uh, because they'll have at least a month or so before they start flowering. Uh, but you really want to get them in, you know, April or May if you can. Uh, May is probably ideal depending on where you are uh, on the globe. But uh, you get them in by May, uh, then they have June and July to grow, and then uh, you know August and September to flower. Uh, so, you know, if you want to start these plants in inside, if you can, uh, just to harden them up, it's pretty tough to just start from seed outdoors in a gorilla spot. So you want them to be about a foot or so tall before you put them out there. Um, so you want to grow them inside and basically get them out. Uh, after the last frost has occurred in the springtime. So uh, preparing the spot, also important. Uh, you wanna make sure to camouflage the the, the location, uh, bring in some outside soil if, if the natural soil's not cutting it. Um, again, the polymers really help out a lot uh, as far as um, coming back and revisiting your plants. Uh, one of the things I noticed also was that there's plants that like to kind of choke out your plants. So you do want to come by every two to three weeks or so, or when you do go to water, uh, just make sure there's none of those climbing vines trying to choke your plants out. Cause that really, uh, 
you know, can put a damper on things. Um, and then basically just sort of camouflaging the space. Uh, you know, you want to basically keep everything totally under the radar. So you don't want to leave uh, shovels laying around. You don't want to have black plastic bags and things like that. Um, you want to cover your steps and use use the natural mulch that's all around you uh, to basically cover up uh, any human looking uh, issues that you've had. Um, and then, like I said, you're going to have to water if it doesn't rain for two to three weeks. If you have the polymers, maybe one to two weeks if you don't. Um, and then in the fall, you're going to want to kind of keep them dry if you can. Uh, or if you really have to, you might have to harvest a little early. Uh, as far as harvesting, you want to get in there. Uh, I like to use uh, the five-gallon uh, buckets because they're pretty ubiquitous. Uh, you could be fishing. You could be uh, mushroom hunting. Uh, and you use those. They're sealed up as well. Uh, put the Chop the branches off uh, about the length of the buckets and basically put them in stem and down um, so you don't damage the tops too much. Um, and just get them in there as tight as you can without really too tight and then move on to the next bucket. And that way you can get all your tops into the bucket, uh, get those buckets home and do the trimming and the drying and the curing uh, in the privacy of your home instead of out in the field or any of that. So um, that's basically it. And you you just want to have strains that are uh, that are good for your local area as well. Uh, so keep that in mind. You don't want these like weakling uh, polyhybrid clones that need to be strung up uh, with trellises and things like that. That's not going to cut it outside. Uh, you want strong, hardy plants that are resistant to PM and 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 mold and things like that. So good luck if you're going to try it. My recommendation is don't try it because again, <laughs> the the risks are many and uh, many the drawbacks are many. Uh, you're really at the mercy of police, other people, animals, deer, uh, bugs. It's, you know, for every, they say that for every, you know, 10 plants you plant, you might get one or two uh, back and you'll still be lucky. Um, so, you know, my recommendation is don't do it. Uh, so that's the caveat. But if you're going to do it, uh, do it the right way and, uh, you know, do the research and prepare uh, for success rather than, uh, you know, fail to su succeed with failure. Yes. Don't prepare for failure. Okay. All right. Well, there you <laughs> go. There's the grow tip for uh, episode 115, Gorilla Growing. And uh, now we have arrived at our favorite part of the show where we answer some questions from our listeners. And if you have a question you would like answered on the show, get in touch with us. The email is info at growbudyourself.com. You could also get us on Patreon or YouTube or any of the socials. So let's hop right in here uh, from a question from Matt P. And Matt writes... Uh, hey, I just want to say I love the podcast. I'm currently listening to episode 88. Uh, you guys have helped me with my first grow in Western New York so much, so thank you for that. I'm currently growing three plants, and the strain is Citradelic Sunset. Uh, they started as clones. They're in Fox Farm Happy Frog as a medium. One of the three plants looks like it has a double stalk. Is this something I should be concerned with? Should I cup the smaller stalk or just leave it as is? Uh, the plant seems to be growing great. It looks just as healthy, healthy as the others. Uh, they're currently around 14 inches tall. Uh, 
but I'm a first-time grower, so I was just seeking your advice, as you definitely know your shit. Any info would be much appreciated. So, uh, Dan, what would you say here to Matt? Yeah, um, basically, uh, there's nothing wrong with the plant having a double stock. Uh, it's great, actually. You have two main colas, basically, at that point, uh, and you can just basically continue uh, throughout the vegetative stage to do any kind of pruning or training uh, techniques that you have. But having a double stock is not a bad thing. Uh, I suspect that since you said that the plants started as clones, uh, that maybe that's a clone uh, that was taken further down uh, a branch. So meaning one top uh, was taken as a clone, and then uh, someone took that from that same branch, another clone, uh, which would basically lead to uh, two tops coming out of the of the top of the clone and would lead to your uh, double stock. So I think that's the the issue, and I don't think it's an issue at all. I think it's perfectly fine, and you'll probably end up yielding more uh, from the double stock plants than the single stocked ones. Uh, so good luck, and uh, thanks for the kind words about the show, and keep on growing. Absolutely. All right. Yes. Thank you very much, Matt. Let's move on to uh, what is becoming a very regular event uh, where we get a question from our new friend, Booby. And Booby writes, Danny and Mike, uh, greetings. I have two questions for you boys. I wanted to know if you could give me a couple good book references on breeding. Uh, also, I'm interested to hear about any upcoming events that you guys think will continue to shape our culture in the future. The guys over at the First Smoke of the Day podcast have mentioned Emerald Cup being a heavy hitter show in the past. Obviously, HT Cannabis Cups proved to be a good way for people to establish themselves in the early days. Are there any events that you could think of that might be shaping up to be like the shows mentioned? So, uh, what would you what would you say here to to Booby? You obviously are pretty plugged in to the uh, the cannabis events. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm going to start with the breeding question for sure. For uh, books about breeding, I'd say a uh, great place to start is Marijuana Botany by Robert Connell Clark. Uh, that really gives you a full foundation of understanding uh, cannabis botany uh, and how it all works. It's a bit dated. I mean, I think it first came out in 93. So it's not uh, definitive as to the way things are happening now, but it gives you a full foundation. Uh, and then beyond that, I think the Cannabis Breeders Bible by Greg Green, uh, a more up-to-date uh, book that really explains everything really well uh, and helps you to understand, uh, you know, the modern techniques, the, po the polyhybrids, uh, F1 hybrids, uh, S1 selfing and things things that weren't always uh, included in, in previous books. So I would say a combination of those two, the Marijuana Botany and the Cannabis Breeders Bible is a great foundation. And as far as events, uh, man, I mean, obviously, Cannabis Cups were, were the best. Uh, I don't think they're doing them in person anymore. Uh, but we have leaf bowls that we do uh, with leaf magazines, and we're bringing that out to the East Coast. So that's going to be great. Uh, existing events right now, I mean, I'd say, of course, Emerald Cup is is fantastic. I think uh, Harvest Cup out here in Mass is is great. Uh, there's you know so many local smaller sort of cups and events. Uh, I'd say uh, 
the Terptown Throwdown in Mass is, is another great one. Uh, there's always just a lot of amazing events. I'm going to be part of one uh, in Michigan in July. Uh, first time event, I believe it's called Legacy Michigan uh, in uh, on July 21st through 23rd at the Hartford uh, Speedway, Hartford Weedway in uh, Michigan, which should be amazing. Uh, looks The lineup just looks incredible. So there's lots of great events out there. I'd say Hall of Flowers and um, but, you know, to me, Emerald Cup is the uh, in the United States, that's the the Mecca of all, you know, the the big events that that go down like that. And then maybe Spanibus and Barcelona, if you're talking uh, European uh, events, uh, that's a, you know, don't miss kind of event out there, too. It is indeed. I remember when we started those uh, high times events. I mean, obviously, we weren't the first cannabis events but that really did kind of usher in a new a new era of the uh, the big cannabis event and people have taken it and run with it and they're all over the place and they're getting bigger and better and it's very exciting to see so yeah be sure to 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 check that out and thank you for writing in booby so let's move on this actually comes from patreon and it comes from maddie ice 420 uh, hey, Denny, uh, I want to say I love the podcast. Currently on episode 56, just started my first grow. I'm in western New York. Hmm. I wonder if he knows our first writer. <laughs> uh, my question is that I have one plant out of three that has brown spots in the middle of some of the leaves. Uh, my medium is Fox Farm Happy Frog. Plants were from clones and transplanted outside seven days ago. I haven't used any nutrients other than what is in the medium so far. Are the brown spots a result of that? Has the plant possibly used all the newts in the medium already? Any help would be much appreciated. He goes on to say that he is not uh, caught up on the episodes and wants to know if we could answer his question on Patreon. But um, why don't we why don't we give an answer for our listeners in general right here on episode one fifteen? So yeah, what what would you say here to Matty Ice four twenty? Yeah, it's interesting. There's a there's a definitely a few different reasons why plants uh, will show brown spots. Uh, one major one is calcium deficiency. Uh, but if your other two plants don't have it, then that you know, that seems odd. Uh, the cure for that is obviously to add CalMag or just calcium if you can. Um, you'll, with calcium deficiency, you'll also see kind of brown, you'll see those brown or bronze splotches, but you'll also have the leaves will start to go yellow as well. So if they're not going yellow and you're just seeing the blotches, that could also be scale. Um, scale, it just looks like these kind of uh, dots on your plants, a little you know, all different sizes of scale, uh, soft and hard scale and things like that. But they all basically secrete, uh, a, you know, kind of like a, a a substance that like ants love. Uh, and so you'll if you see ants climbing up and down your plants, you might have scale on there. Uh, and, and what that substance does is if it's left there, it will cause brown spots as well on the leaves and eventually kind of look, they'll almost look burnt, uh, the leaves. And the cure for scale uh, is, you know, an insecticidal spray uh, or soap, uh, or you could even use like diluted uh, isopropyl alcohol as a spray. Um, you just want to rub the scale off with like uh, either if it's just a small plant, you can use a Q-tip, but like, you know, 
you just got to get all that stuff off. It's not going anywhere. It's not going to run away. Uh, but but that's a cause of uh, brown spots on leaves. Uh, there's a few different spots. Uh, a low pH uh, is a cause. So definitely test the pH of uh, your soil and make sure you know that the pH isn't too low because that can also cause brown spots. Even like droplets of water uh, on a really hot sunny day can cause brown spots because uh, the, the sun basically burns through the water. Uh, so that's another thing that could be potentially happening. That's basically light burn. Um, you can have that indoors too, if the plant's too close to the light. So, uh, but you're looking, I think it sounds like you're outdoors. Uh, heat, you know, heat can cause some brown spotting as well. Uh, so it's a number of things, but if it's only on the one plant uh, and they're all side by side, that's very curious. But I would start with pH. Uh, I would check to make sure that's not too low at the root level. And then uh, then I'd move on to calcium and certainly check for any kind of pests like scale in particular, which cause those type of spots. All right. Excellent. Thank you very much, Maddie Ice420. Uh, thank you for supporting us on Patreon. And thanks to everybody who wrote in this week. If you have a question you would like answered on the show, get in touch with us. Uh, the email is info at growbudyourself.com. Uh, why don't you and I take a short break, come back and wrap this one up. Let's do it. Hey guys, I want to tell you about one of our favorite sponsors, Excelsior Extracts. Outcast and TOH from Excelsior are incredible people, incredible growers, and they make an amazing product. Their THC-infused pain rub is made by patients for patients, and it provides powerful relief from pain. This product was developed to treat Outcast's chronic pain, and trust me, this is a super potent topical that really works. You can find out more about Excelsior on Instagram at Excelsior Extracts. That's E-X-C-E-L-S-I-O-R-E-X-T-R-A-C-T-S. Uh, DM them there to learn more about their amazing pain rub. And don't forget to tell them that Grow Bud Yourself sent you. All right. Welcome back. This is The Wrap. I want to thank uh, you guys for, for listening, uh, appreciating the show, uh, hitting up our uh, advertisers with those codes. Uh, we've got Seeds Here Now, uh, GBY Free Ship for free shipping, Sweet Leaf Nutrients. The code is Denko15 for 15% off. Uh, Excelsior Extracts, the THC Infused Pain Relief Rub. Contact them on Instagram. Uh, thanks to DJ Jacques and Winstrom. Uh, thanks to Garen Angel. Uh, for the great interview and COO uh, David Flores as well uh, for joining us to talk about uh, the amazing magical brands stuff. And remember that $250 off code uh, for that magical uh, grow machine, the grow cabinet. And um, thanks to you, Mike, congratulations on your wedding. Uh, we have uh, another show coming for you guys in the very near future. So Thank you to Patreon supporters. We're almost at a thousand YouTube uh, subscribers. So if you don't subscribe to us on YouTube, just search for Grow Bud Yourself. We're going to be doing a lot more video in the very near future, some live uh, podcasting as well. So thank you guys. We are expanding and growing and you are growing as well. And that's a great thing. Uh, we're going to end it now. I digress. So without further ado, let's put it in the books. 
<laughs> I got all, all, all of them. You hit them all. 